motherfucking at a concert on the edge, because I done seen Jamie Foxx do this, at the edge of the stage with her mouth wide open while a nigga pouring some motherfucking liquor in her mouth. All in the name of fun. Now, before before you answer, Jeff, let's listen to the audio, and then when we come back, we're going right to Jeff Brown. Why'd you stop it? That was it. Oh, I thought we was going to get to hear these heifers try to retort. Because, no. uh, in my opinion, the only reason that this is a big deal is because of how emasculated the black man has become. You're not looking at anything different from my Uncle Larry, my Uncle Bobby, my grandfather, my Uncle Tony, my Uncle Harry, my Uncle Dutch, my Uncle Pep, my Uncle Michelle, my Uncle Ernie, my Uncle Kevin. I think you met my Uncle Kevin. Uncle Michelle. Uncle Michelle, and you didn't want none. What I'm saying is I can't let me, my Uncle John, I ain't even got over on the other side. Anyway, my Uncle Chuck, my Uncle Snooky, my Uncle Stan, my Uncle Iris. Hey, I got an Uncle Stan. Bruh, ain't Uncle none Stan, of them. Hey, Uncle Stan is in the Navy 30 years. Right? Okay, <laughs> now, the, the Uncle Stan, did your Uncle Stan have any issues with speaking his mind? Oh, no. Uncle oh, no, Stan son. put hands on you, boy. And to put them things on you. Because Uncle Stan was a goddamn grown-ass man. Yeah. What you just saw was a stand-up goddamn grown-ass man not by his tongue. And that has caused a rift because we have fallen so far as a people. You know how far we've fallen? Look at the difference between what happened after George Floyd as to what happened after Rodney King. One man died. The other one just got a real good ass whooping. Right, right. That's where we used to be. Right. This brother just stood up and spoke as a man and as a man should. And if you raise your daughter as a man should. Right. I say this. My daughter can grow up to be an easy, sleazy, panties down, straight up hoe. She can be the doorknob of Pasadena, giving every a turn. But she can't do that and say, it was because my father was not around. Mm. It was because my father didn't give me the game. Mm. It is because uh, my father did not treat me with absolute love and respect and honor and absolutely never disrespected me from birth to this moment. She can't say none of that. that those would be her wide open against my programming choices. I don't program into my upbringing the kind of sister that would show her ass in public. Well, let me just say this. Um, the development of decorum, integrity, and class is not an attack on your personal freedom. Thank you. Right? Uh, again, we live in a society where Dilligath has taken right tact tact is not an attack on you know your personal freedoms but we live in a society where Dilligath has become the predominant dogma 
When I say Dillagap, of course, Dillagap is an acronym. I think my homeboy came up with it because I remember in the in the in the early '90s he was handing out T-shirts back in Pasadena that said Dillagap on it, and the acronym stands for "Does it look like I give a fuck?" Mm. And we're very dogmatic about that. Does it look like I give a fuck persona? And that's affixed to our ego. That's affixed to our unhealed trauma. That's affixed to the false personality we project out into the world so people can think we we, we got money. We, we got all of this shit. But the reality of it is, man, you ain't got no home training. Remember home training? Remember mm-hmm. that mattered, right? To a culture, to a society. Now... All things lecherous, all things debaucherous, right? All types of fuckery gets put under the umbrella of personal freedom, right? You're you're infringing upon my personal freedom or my personal expression. And it's like, no, I'm not. This is a goddamn restaurant. This is not the clap ass factory. At what point do you decide to bend your ass over near the motherfucking my dinner table? Near my muffins? Talk to me, Jeff. Muffins got brown flecks in them anyway. I don't, um, I, I'm going to have to say, bro, I'm, I'm kind of tired of hearing from people who feel like you need to have the truth dressed up and brought to you with violins playing when you fuck up publicly. I think the truth should be brought to you on the level you bring the bullshit. If you asked me was it appropriate to get up and twerk in a family restaurant I would tell you no. I would tell you in my opinion, no. If I was there with my family, I would feel mildly offended by it. And I would expect more of you. But if you got up and did it in front of me, you want me to to, to have the exact same reaction? I should spare your feelings? Yeah. Fuck you and your feelings. But it's a sense of entitlement too, Jeff. They feel mm -hmm. like I can do this. Let me, oh. Jeff, you've been to my cigar lounge, right? Yes, sir. I was just at the cigar lounge last week. It's dope. It's like everybody's man cave. Right? I was at the motherfucking cigar lounge last week. I walk in. My homeboy, who is a college recruiter for football players, had some goofy chick with him. And she's supposed to be a rapper. And my homeboy was like, yo, 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 you need to holler at Zoe. You know what I'm saying? Because Zoe is in the music industry. Zoe know what it's supposed to sound like. Blah, 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 blah. She was like, oh, word. He should put this on. Put it on right now. They put it on. Nigga, I listened to 32 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Not 30, not 35. And the shit was trash. Mm -hmm. So my, my, my natural inclination is to empower. So I started by 
pointing out some positive shit. I said, look, you got a unique voice. And I wasn't lying. I was telling the truth. Like, you have a unique voice. I said, however, your sound, right, sounds like trash. I was like, no. I was talking about the sound, the style of, you know, what she sound, what she was doing. I said, that sounds like some Bay Area stuff. I said, I wouldn't be surprised if I heard Too Short or E-40 jump on and do a verse too. Uh, because that's the style of the music. She was like, well, that ain't the only style I do. I said, okay, that's fine. That's that's cool. And then I said, but here's my critique. I said, lyrically, you're not very interesting. I said, you have to push the envelope to be different, to be special. I said, what you're saying is no different than what everybody else is saying, and you're not saying it in a spectacular kind of riveting way. However, I do believe if you continue to work, you have the voice to be heard. You have the voice. Then she was like, well, who do you know? And who can you hook me up with? And I said, what? You're not at the stage of being hooked up with anybody. And then I started to give her examples, you know, of different artists that I've worked with. I started to give her examples of song structure. I started giving her examples of, you know, how she can, like, push her pen. I was talking about how, you know, Nicki Minaj, she had to push the fucking pen, right? This motherfucker turned around and said, listen to this, Jeff. Motherfucker turned around and said, all right, I'm tired of listening to you. I don't want to hear anything else you got to say. I said, you think you're entitled to my greatness. But you're not. You're not entitled to my information. I don't owe you this help. Now I'm going to tell you how I really feel. You're 38. You got a kid that's... (laughs) Your kid gonna make money before your rap career. Okay? You run around here with a blonde wig on. You understand? I'm gonna tell you the motherfucking truth without trying to build you up so you can find some. I'm gonna tell you what you really sound like. I said, you you think at 38 you should be rapping while your kid is in college? See, it's a mentality out here that says you supposed to give me something. I'm not supposed to give you shit. What have you earned? First off, you don't earn nothing outwardly until you overcome inwardly. You can tell you ain't overcame nothing internally. You might have been wounded and got past the initial event, but what have you healed? What have you reconciled from within? You ain't did none of that work. Out here trying to be on motherfucking social media at damn near 40 years old with a kid that, that's probably got some promise that's going to go somewhere. And then when you get put in front of somebody that can give you some real juice. And you and, and the crazy thing was she was saying, nah, that makes sense. And yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, I learned something. But I'm tired of listening to you. How are you at 40? Tired of listening. To somebody that's giving you something that you claim to be beneficial, but
but you can only take so much of it. That means you're not ready for the truth. That means you're not ready for, for somebody to come in and really guide you to a higher level of existence. You just want the end result. You want the microwave success. Let me drop a single and blow up. Ooh. Chalupa. And listen, same kind of shit that these women feel like, oh, I'm independent. I can clap my ass in this motherfucking establishment. Fuck that. We giving him our money. So the ass clapping that goes on comes with our patronage. You don't knock it. The fuck? Jeff Brown. Off. Um, <laughs> dude, dude, I was jump, I was jumping up and down. I am so proud of myself for my self restraint during you talk about this horrible trash broad, especially when you got to thirty eight. I was so sure he was talking about a nineteen year old that was gonna try to bring up the generation gap and how I'm more inspired by young insert whatever rapper here I thought that is was gonna be your uphill no instead you dealing with uh, a goddamn social embryo just to never make it to yeah need to n rename her fetus cause she ain't ready to be out yet <laughs> hosted on oh, God. with with a with a group of ladies uh they had a, a musical guest on and this dude really had promise but not unlike but he wasn't 38 fuck it up he was a young dude and i had to tell him hey man nobody wants to hear another jay-z or another whoever you need to be the first you and write about that shit that you really don't want to write about write about how you got your fucking heart who broke your fucking heart and i'm not talking about what girl was it your father or your mother or both of them mm. Mm. somebody want to hear that don't nobody bruh ain't nobody buying the bar out no more nobody you but your problem is, and what the problem is with a lot of people, is like how she just hurdled your advice and went into who can you hook me up with. Uh, first off, you were supposed to bring me a cake. Your boy. Now your boy suspect. Whoever brought her to you kind of suspect. If he liked that shit, then he suspect. Uh, um, if he can't see that she ain't ready, his advice is watery. Um, she brought you instead of a cake 
She showed up with eggs, flour, sugar, salt, bacon powder. Uh-uh. I want a cake. I'm trying to tell you that you need to uh, turn up the fire. You need to start, since you're a little older, you're going to need an extra egg in here. I'm telling you what you need for your ingredients because I know what I know what I'm talking about. You were brought here under the belief that I I knew what I'm talking about. While you were in the car, I was a genius because I was going to tell you, I was going to take you in your mind. You was going to spit 30 seconds of this and we was going to rush in the car and go over and on the phone. I'm talking to Quincy Jones and Pharrell about you because I'm a genius if I do that. But because I don't do that, now you gonna question my resume, nigga? Because I'm not in line with your dream, I Man. must be inaccurate? Man, it, it turned into, so who, who did you help? And who did right, you- Right, now you running your shit. You came to me. Ah! I was like, girl, you can't even rap a saran, uh, sandwich in saran wrap, let alone a rap record. I've heard a lot of mixed reviews on, and I can't wait to hear Zoe and Darlene's reviews on what happened with the girls that was twerking in the restaurant that the brother wasn't having. The owner of the restaurant didn't like them girls twerking in his restaurant. And you know what I'm saying? It was some people saying this, some people saying that. Okay, well, I... Darlene, yeah, I want to hear I what need, you got no, to say. No, but I need to look at it. I'm not up on it. Okay, well, it was some girls twerking in the restaurant that a brother took pride in, and he got mad at them. It was, was his restaurant or he that. was another customer? He was, he was, it was his restaurant, and he said he had, this restaurant is something that's supposed to be good for black people. Uh-oh. And basically, Uh-oh. they were shaming it with their accents, or at least that was his take on it. Zoe, you, you know about this? I know exactly uh, about this little story. So I think the sisters went in there and was twerking in the man's restaurant, and he was offended by it. He basically told them if they, you know, continue to behave like that in his establishment that they can get out and he would he used some a little bit of profanity he was a little upset about it he was very disappointed oh, that they in dallas Tell about that one yeah he was very disappointed that they were bold enough to do that in his restaurant because let me tell you something if you got a couple of rat bomb ass bitches they not finna twerk in roof chris Oh, my gosh. They did that because of their lack of respect for themselves and their lack of respect for the restaurant. To be honest, whores destroy neighborhoods. They fuck everybody's husband, bring up fucked up kids. The only thing whores are good for is dark moments with the $40. Other than that, a whore will... It's like... It's like termites. They just eat at the foundation until shit fall apart. So if you can't control yourself when you're in a restaurant, <laughs> when you all on a table shaking your ass. Oh, I found it. Okay. I mean, like, I'm not mad at the brother for wanting to say, look, funky hoes. Well, he didn't say that. I have right here what he what said. What did he say exactly? He said that he invested a lot of money into buying this building and developing the concept so that black people could have somewhere nice to go. He said uh, to a quiet dining area somewhere where our people could feel good about themselves and our culture. So all this twerking, he said, and ex- 
expletive. Don't bring it here because we're a restaurant. I want men to show respect for themselves with how they carry themselves here. So how can I tell the men to respect themselves and you guys are over here twerking on the glass? Hey, man, look. It'll be a girl who will twerk and have her dress come up where you can see her old ass. And if you say, what's up, bitch? How you doing? She'll be like, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. He disrespected me. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck has gone on to the world? <laughs> there is no respect knowledge you get what i'm saying right there's a time and a place for that it's like they think something wrong with you for acting at as you should when they show you who you are mm. Mm. hey hook a bitch come here let me buy your pop let me buy your soda for the night bitch <laughs> they'll be like is he talking to me did you just twerk and show your whole ass yes i'm talking to you Single mom dis descendant? That's what I call them. Descendants of single moms. Mm. Descendants of single moms mm -hmm. are pretty bad in society. Look at them. Oh, Look at them. And you be like, wow. You learned this behavior from a bitch. It does reflect upbringing, home training. But we live in a different world. A different world where being independent and being free to do and express how you want to express is starting, I think, starting to cross the line. There should be some boundaries and some barriers in place. What you're saying, though, but at the same time, I don't think anything, you can't teach folks anything no more because everybody's trying to one-up and get attention right. on social media and all that. So mm -hmm. it's just going to get worse. It's just, yeah. But I'm saying, like, they know who to do that to. That's why I'm glad the brother spoke up for his establishment. They don't do that in every establishment they go in. They do that in establishments where they feel like, I don't have to be respectful here. That's why, like, let me tell you something. If you open in a business, like, especially a business somewhere like downtown or something like that, and you mm -hmm. black, it might be better not to even let people know that's your business. <laughs> Because <laughs> right. black people don't respect other black people's shit for the most part. So you're saying mm -hmm. they wouldn't act that way in a white establishment, a Nobu, a Ruth Chris. They, they wouldn't act like that. That's right. In fact, they would be, they would feel insecure in a white establishment. Or because people would be conducting themselves with respect or do you wow. think that they do you think that they would do it in like they did in this guy's restaurant because they hundred black business owners do black people disrespect your shit because they know your black ass own it <laughs> oh. i mean like wait, this should be a legit question this should be it should be a survey on this because i'm here to tell you man wretched people are jealous and when they see you with something, they try to find a way to bring it down for the most part. I'm talking just because they feel like, oh, this ain't shit. Ask motherfuckers who open up, especially a nightclub. Mm. If you got a nightclub in the hood and your security force ain't motherfucking big as hell and a big presence up front, so try your shit. You have to have... Do you think that's just women doing it? Or do you think we just do that to each other? We just do that to each other. There we go. And it's not all of us. There are some of us 
who don't conduct themselves in ways where they're always in the shit. But them girls who was twerking, it's not, I can't say this for certainty, but if you bold enough to be twerking in a restaurant for attention or whatever reason you was doing it for, that is a microcosm of who you are. Mm. So you're telling me black people in general respect black businesses less than they do white businesses. Yes, this is why, this is why a lot of people won't open shit in the hood. Do you know how many shits in the hood is open now? It's a comedy club called a comedy union. Mm-hmm. That shit is shut down. You could go buy it now. I think yeah. they want fifty thousand dollars for it. That's it. Yeah. That's what they the want for it. Let's the homie Gooch, yeah. Gooch, Gooch sent me the shit. Mm-hmm. Corey, do you know this shit? It's fifty thousand dollars. I was like, yeah, I see it, but I can't buy nothing right there. I do know, man. Yeah, exactly. I can't buy nothing right, right there, man. <laughs> the only thing that's profitable and still making money is Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Yeah, and they're all on the same street. That's right. But everything street, right there is shut down. The the clothing stores, all so that shit. You could buy that property for fifty grand. It's that that actual building. Well, I don't know if it's huh. exactly the property, but to move in and get shit started. Yeah. Huh. You catching up on the on the note. Oh, okay. Which All is right. fifty grand. So and the club already set up. Okay. So if a motherfucker wanted it, shit. All you gotta do is go down there and get it. But I can't fuck with it. <laughs> I gotta have some Bombay shit when I open up some shit. There's gonna be in an area where motherfuckers be like, ooh, this over here. And then they can't know you own it. No. Oh <laughs> Lord, no. no, no, no. But in all this Corey shit right here. <laughs> but now, now the guy, his last name's Kelly. He did say he defended. He tried defending himself on social media. He said, if you look at their earlier um, camera, I guess po- uh, work. He said that he asked the woman politely, that's the girl that was filming it for her friend, uh, to please not stand on there and do that. So he had asked them first. Stand on what? The booth, like a glass. A funky bitch with some fourteen dollar shoes. Standing on your booths, you bought twerking. You done put your heart and soul into trying to find a way to motherfucking get this restaurant. Because it ain't easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Mm, yes. And you got a funky bitch that ain't worth nothing after you ski. Doing some fucking foul shit. I mean, I mean come on, man. Come on. Let's, let's, let's talk about it, man. But I will say this, we have examples of brothers doing stupid shit. Of course. You know, a lot of people don't do things like like they would because, you know what I'm saying, it's drama involved. It's drama that come with all this shit, man. It's like society is set up for you to go to jail if anything happens. Tell me about the time when you realized that the bar is super low for men. So somehow you're going to tell us that the bar is low when the requirements to become a husband are to provide for a household financially, emotionally, spiritually, physically. You have to be good in the bedroom. You have to pay the bills. You have to feed your kids. You have to feed your wife. You have to give her the materialistic things that she wants and provide emotional support. And if you can't do simply one of those things, she'll leave you. 
Meanwhile, all we ask is for a woman who will bear with us while we try to do those things for them. And just don't lie to us. And half of y'all nowadays can't even do that. And just when we thought the bar was set low enough, y'all decide, my body, my choice. So now the one thing that we did have to ourselves, which was that sacred temple, y'all put it on OnlyFans. Are you for real talking about the bar being set low? Just because she went to class doesn't mean she has class. Somebody sent me a video on IG, man, where this restaurant owner was telling these women that they have no business twerking in this restaurant. He's put his money into a upscale establishment that, you know, he wants to have in Atlanta that caters to people, that caters to his people, man. And, you know, just somewhere upscale that's owned by an African-American individual. And he created this place as an environment for people to come when they want to have that upscale experience and not have to deal with what we saw in a recent video of being, you know, discriminated against for no reason in a restaurant setting. Lo and behold, here's this woman, a group of educated women, you know, with all of their credentials and all of their laurels, you know, all over social media, all on all of their platforms and profiles. And she's up against the glass in this restaurant. And this restaurant is packed, man. Twerking. Just because she went to class doesn't mean she has class. You think about this, we shouldn't be surprised by it because women of all ages, especially those of African descent, the melanated woman, has taken it upon herself to make twerking her international form of expression, as if talking doesn't work, as if speaking to someone about your credentials and your laurels doesn't work, as if speaking to someone about your career objectives doesn't work. You want to know something about me? Watch how I twerk. It doesn't matter what age. You've got women as old as Gabrielle Union. You've got women as young as Sasha Obama. But when this happens in a public setting, She's doing this with no concern for what anyone's thinking about her. It reeks of desperation and an attempt to seek validation, no matter what the cost. You see, these so-called quality women have no sense of self and are not concerned with the public perception of them, no matter how negative it may be. Now, as I stated, obviously, just because she went to class doesn't mean she has class. You know what I'm saying? See, if her education was her pride and joy, why is she always showing her ass instead of her credentials, instead of her degrees, instead of her educational accomplishments, instead of her career accomplishments, instead of her career goals? Why is her universal form of expression twerking, doing the stripper dance, as I like to call it? Any woman who does this publicly has always envisioned herself or at least dreamt of being a stripper. And this is the chance to do it without being called a stripper. So you can be a mother and twerk and not be called a stripper. You can be the daughter of a pastor and twerk and not be called a stripper. You can be an educated woman and twerk and not be called a stripper. This is a declaration by the women of American society that what your opinion is of them doesn't matter. As long as they support one another's foolish activity, 
they could care less about what a man thinks. And that's fine. They don't have to care what a man thinks. But you men out here who are not holding them accountable for that and making them suffer the consequences and repercussions for feeling that way, the problem is you men, not the women. Now, I know some beta males say, man, Johnny gonna come in here and say, well, Dr. B.O.A., your wife can express herself however you want to. You can say all you want to. Just because she talk don't make her a bad woman. Just because she cheat don't make her a bad woman. Just because she want to be a stripper don't make her a bad woman. Just because she got all the fans account, man, she be on that show and everything. Don't make her a bad woman, Dr. B.O.A. Every woman is good. Your problem is, B.O.A., you want women to be perfect. You want women to be perfect. But let me tell you something, Dr. B.O.A., no woman going to do what you want her to do because women are free and clear to do whatever they want to do, Dr. B.O.A. I'm not listening to this fool no more. Let me go ahead and subscribe to a female channel. Unsubscribe. Okay, unsubscribe, sucker. But before you go, let me tell you this. The way God intended is for man to be in a leadership position. For man to be in a productive position. For man to be in a successful position. And for a woman to make herself presentable enough to a man that he'd take her on and invite her into that lifestyle that he's built. For a woman to be home with her father and not be a harlot. And then a man of means would come and marry her because she'd be worthy of it. You men are taking these women on no matter what they do, no matter how they live, no matter how they present themselves to society. They can present themselves as anything they want to, but in the end, one of you beta male some man Johnson is going to make her a wife anyway. So why should she not do what she wants to do? Why should she not act like she's not going to be held accountable because she's not going to be held accountable? And when you watch this video, most of the comments were directing angst at the man who was simply defending the integrity of his business, an upscale business, I might add. Should he allow this behavior to happen? Of course, he's playing music for the patrons. He knows what music the patrons like, but he's going to understand that his choice of music is going to have to be different. You can't have an upscale establishment and then play music that they play at the damn strip club. Because the stripper going to come out of the women in that, man. At least one, as we saw in the video. Twerking is the absolute worst show of self-respect women commit. And the fact that these perverted, sexually depraved men champion that behavior is even worse. Men don't hold women accountable in American society. This woman shouldn't be able to get a man. This woman should have some type of disciplinary action at her job for this. Here's a man who has to do this, which is probably going to cause him to lose some customers. And this wasn't an emotional rant. This was, this, this was an approach for effect. He said what he said for effect. Because he could have really put him out. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if some female group or some, you know, mental abuse group or they make up something and try to attack this man and say that he was wrong and his attack was egregious. When in all actuality, no one seems to want to understand that here's a grown woman out in public who has to be accosted by the owner of said establishment and told how to behave in public like a little girl. This is a grown girl. We say women are like children. Women deny it. Okay, I want you to explain her behavior. And I know what women are going to say. Well, twerking ain't nothing. Yeah, twerking is something. Twerking is what strippers do in the strip club. At least strippers got the sense to do it in the strip club or do it on a video, do it on their OnlyFans, do it on IG. 
You are in a public place where stripping is not even possible. You're in a public place where nobody's twerking. There's no twerk competition. There's no wet t-shirt competition. There's nothing. Why would she be twerking in this environment? What happened there was that was Zoe Williams and Jeff Brown. Jeff Brown is usually a host on D.O. Usually a co-host or co-guest on D.O. Hughley show. And we're talking about the Dallas twerking day that happened in Dallas. And the restaurant owner stepping up, putting boundaries there, setting the bounds on what is going to go down in this restaurant or not. And pretty much it is absolutely congruent with what they said with Warolo Tomasi and others such as Deacon Sharp and, and Rich Cooper have been saying about setting boundaries. I said last time on a recent teachable moments is that how are you going to respect yourself around these women, around these women? They don't know any better, have no house training, all the rest of it. Speaking about how fathers is and whatnot and how uh, the black male has been emasculated and all the rest of this. Also explaining all the rest of these things. You have just seen or just heard a great example of what is going on. It's related to the whole Trump gaining more votes in the African-American community than people care to admit. But that is for a future episode of Beyond This Earth sometime in March. What I'm here to let y'all folks know is that this is the reality of the situation that you see now at hand. Now you see the bullshit. Now you have experienced what type of bullshit on what a man has to do to stand up for himself and his community in front of those who have orbiters around them. Now we have the spin moves being performed again. Look, folks, I'm going to let y'all in on this, okay? And I make this very clear. These women, a lot of them, you're going to have to be more careful with who you bring into your life. Deacon Sharp said in a recent Twitter post around before Thanksgiving, he said, once the dirt stands, your life begins. Life begins when your thirst ends because there is more to life than pussy. I kept saying this. It has been my model for years concerning many women. Do not put pussy on a pedestal. If a pedestal is made for a woman over the guy that created that same female, then you're an idiot. You have disobeyed God outright. You're not a hero for defending women who do not know any better. You are a unwilling villain in God's reality. Unwilling villain in God's reality when you put pussy over the creator of that same pussy. I keep saying this. And I said again, 
to learn how to have respect for people and learn how to have respect for women in a way that is not simp cultured, simp agitated, that is in a way that is responsible for everyone involved. You don't give money or any sort of thank you or what have you to women that have these memes all over the place about queens and all the rest of these days that I'm a queen and all the rest of it that did this particular shit because those are the type of women that did that type of shit in that particular restaurant. And he told them there's other places to do it. Don't do it here. Don't do it here. They tried to do the spin move on Twitter, especially with some of them saying you are dismissing our freedom. When the influence in the middle of the community, you're lucky we didn't snitch on you because you would have been closed down right there, right back, and they might snitch on him. I am not far away from saying that they might snitch on him. They'd be, I'm not, they're not far from that. But to be fair to everyone here, y'all got to get your act together. Give not attention, not so much, oh, this, any other thing and whatnot. Not in somewhat of a, not in a sexual way, not in a day, but not saying, oh, I desire them, all the rest of these things. But just say thank you. Period. To those that are in the professional entertainment business. And what I mean by that is boxing, fighting, wrestling, all the rest of it. Not this whole bullshit going around saying about all oh, this woman because of the whole COVID thing, kicked a, um, did a squib kick, and we all should celebrate about that. That's not where you say thank you. It may be offensive to say it, but that's not where you say thank you. It was a situation where they, uh, Vanderbilt was undermanned because of the COVID situation. They go ask somebody who's about to leave, do you have anybody there from the men's or the women's side to go help them? They figure, okay, let's do a little spin move. Let's do the spin move. Because that's what I'm going to call woke culture is. Woke culture is connected to black uh, African uh, American female culture, unfortunately, whether people like it or they don't. So when they do something wrong, Corey Holcomb figured this out when they were talking about Steven Jackson and all the rest of it. Old girl tried to do the spin move. Hmm? And so now we're doing a new segment for Beyond This Earth when it comes to these men and female issues. And it will start to become more important as when we restart Beyond This Earth on March 20, on March 7th or in that time. 
old girl tried to do the spin move. Woke culture tried to do the spin move. So that's what we call it, the spin move. Right out of the no spin zone from Bill Riley's old days back at Fox News. It's called the spin move. So when woke culture tried to do the spin move, you know how to block. You know how to set boundaries. Say thank you to those women that fighting, that wrestle, that are in the boxing side of things, and that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Nothing more than that. If anything is initiated, and she says thank you back. If anything else is initiated, if she initiates anything because of Instagram, Facebook, all those rest of that, you know what to do. You're too far away to say thank you, that's all it is. Don't say no more. Pay. If you're going to their shows, go pay for their shows. Go pay for the live entertainment. Just be there. Casual, that's it. When motherfuckers take it too far, like a lot of these catering people in the wrestling business, or a lot of these other motherfuckers in the MMA side, or a lot of them there, we get in trouble. We get in trouble. We reach the point where we gotta stop getting into trouble. And the reason why I did this is because of, I put, tweeted this about what men should be and should look at is that there was an interview. I go back to Buster Rhymes and it was a fantastic interview with him and um, the other people there that were working there um, and many others, Ebro and others that are working on this podcast. And Buster Rhymes was talking in a sense where this is OG, he's from New York. It's the five boroughs. You don't fuck with this man. Anything he says, he goes, it goes and that's it. And there was a one part of the interview when he talked about his son where he almost died. And I was absolutely shocked that his son couldn't step up to him because he had so much respect for rhymes despite all the things he went through. He has so much respect for this man, for his, for his father. He don't step up to him like that. But he almost died. So he goes talk to the security people because his father's messed up, right? For, because he got overweight, all these other things. His father, his father passed away, all the rest of it, and it got real bad. That's the type of respect he had, his son has for him. But one of the things that showed me how things are happening and what he talked about blessings, I'm not talking about blessing in the sense of the corporate evangelical blessings, the tricon blessings. I'm talking about the blessings of how men move in the streets, what a lot of white people who are conservative do not 
understand fully, but Sotomayor, Tommy Sotomayor and others might understand it a little bit better. Deacon Sharp and others might understand it a little bit better than they, but I'm just going to give you somewhat of an introduction and the reasons why I defend that type of music rap over a lot of other stuff because of the way they these men move and the way masculinity is portrayed, not in the sense of what these white liberals say. Because what these white liberals say do not make no sense to me. When it comes to the reviews and the and the bashing, doesn't make any sense to me. But this interview and this party here, he said it was a time when he wanted to talk about he wanted to get this dude out of the five boroughs. And he talked in a very humble manner and he said these things about his friend, his best friend. And he had friends that respect him. Everybody knew who Buster Rhymes was. Now, Buster knew that this dude, his friend, you don't step to him and his people. And out of respect, you just step back and you let things happen. Because at this particular place, at this particular time, his friend got more wherever for respect and all the rest of these things. Then he comes up and said, you can come trust this dude. He's my friend. And then, oh, that's him. We know him, but you we, he, you co-sign for him? Everybody's happy and they say, those are the times when the blessings come. Those are the times when the blessings come. Everybody clapped. It was in that moment, there it is. I got it. It's a similar moment when Scott Pelley saw Paul, Bob Simon do the work there because this dude was out in the field in Iraq during 2020, 2003. Simon's there during the assignment. Bombs are being thrown out. Simon's been there. And there is a moment in that place where you said, there it is. I got it. No woman can teach that to no man. I don't care if it's their mother, their grandmother. You can love your grandmother to death. Your grandmother might be able to do it a little bit. But your mother, your sister, your girlfriend, your cousin, your female cousins, all the day, all the rest of them. The side women, they can't teach you that what happened with Buster Rhymes and his friend. You can't, you can't teach that. No woman can teach that. So why in the world are you simping on OnlyFans for all these for all these women who can't get over a lot of this stuff? A lot of their own personal issues that they need to get over. So why are you giving money to them? Why are you on Twitch? Let's see the Pokemon. Why are you doing all, all these things? There are women who do deserve the respect. They are out there. They're just not, mostly not in America. You just saw, heard it in that issue concerning that dude in the restaurant owner in Dallas.
You just saw it. You just heard it. So the joke's on you if you're going to continue to rely on mommy, girlfriend, mom, GF, all the rest of this. The joke's on you. It ain't on me. I know how a man moves. When a man says he's tired, that's the game. When a man said, don't get out of my way, let me get this shit done, he's doing it. There's nothing you can do about it. Most motherfuckers don't have the respect to say, motherfucker, get the fuck, motherfucker, step, step back half a second. Step back half a second. This is the reason why I get so pissed off at the African-American community. Because if it was led by this type of way, the Buster Rhymes talked about his friend, there is no liberal on earth that can step up to this community and say, do what I say. There is no liberal on this fucking planet. I don't care who the fuck he or she is. They're going to come up and say, I'm going to fuck with these people and mess around with them. There is no culture there. In fact, do you know what happens? The conservatives in this culture then comes up and says, these motherfuckers are men. These motherfuckers are real men. We're going to see them as men. That is what they did in 1853 with the Homestyle Act saying the man's home is his castle. And that was the beginning of the end of the slave trade. That was the beginning of the end. The reason why we went to war was economics and that was connected to slavery. But the beginning of slavery and the beginning of the end of the transatlantic slave trade happened when a man's home is his castle. That's the end of it. His freedom began on that day. It did not begin on Juneteenth. 1863 it began 10 years earlier so the jokes on people who gonna come up and give this feminized way of looking at life and saying that this shit don't no man and all the rest of these things every single female success in this world when it comes to children and all the rest of they said the most important job was their mother all the rest of these motherfuckers said, oh, it's this, that, any other thing. Now you have the New Yorker coming up with this page and showing a woman sitting down on a computer with her cat with all this messed up stuff all around her. And she says she's now free with her little Chardonnay and all the rest of it. With the Chardonnay all popping. And this is her freedom. This is what America has gone down to. That, and do you know what she, you know what it is? She looks like a typical African-American woman. 
That's the fucked up part about it. This is why we're doomed. This is why a lot of people are doomed. They gonna go, oh, where's the man? Where's the masculinity? Where all that shit and all the rest of that shit, motherfucker. I know that betrayal starts. The betrayal starts when you don't let men who have the talent and get out of their way and let the blessings come to you if you're willing to take them. If you're willing to take them. I'm going to leave you with that statement the Buster Rhymes made about blessings. And I want you to think this over. And I want you to really understand how real it is. And I want y'all to really get it through your heads that such men to Act as men. This is it. Regardless of what station in life they are in. So I'm going to leave you with that. For teachable moments. Now, Spliff, introduce me to them before anybody heard them. Spliff been working with them, molding, shaping them, grooming them. Before the world heard them, I done seen Spliff at Airbnbs with them, just happy to be away from the the five boroughs. I saw all of this. I didn't connect with them because I needed to respect protocol. These are Spliff's soldiers. He they general. I'm not trying to intervene and act like... I'm on some Buster Rhyme shit. No, my, my brother is split star. Like, y'all should be appreciative that y'all are with my fucking brother. And he been around me long enough to know how to lead. He's that leader. Let me stay out the way. See, sometimes you gotta know when to get out the way. Right. See, a lot of us don't know when to get out the way. And sometimes that leads to blessings being blocked. And you don't know to get out the way. You could block a blessing. I'm never going to try to block my brother's blessing when I see him leading and doing a great job at leading. Now, if my brother needs to answer a question or two when it comes to anything, leading or even something that's way off the record from dealing with this business, I'm always going to be the resource to him because he's always been a resource to me. Right. But yeah, thing. amazingly beautiful thing. Thank you for listening to Teachable Moments. This is Novin Hollerback. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your radio shows. Thank you for listening. We will see you guys next time on Teachable Moments.